subtle skills, big results. Welcome to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Welcome back to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Matt and Garrett back with you again. We're excited to be sharing time with you as we always are. As we go through our podcast today, our episode, if you want to learn more about what is going on with what we're talking about, go to ninjaselling.com. If you want to learn more about our coaching opportunities and uh, our great coaches that we have out there, please go to the Ninja Coaching side of Ninja Selling. You can find that on the same website. And if you want to be joined up with like-minded people just like yourself to listen to the podcast, love Ninja, or just getting introduced to Ninja, go to Facebook, go check out the Facebook Ninja Selling Podcast group there, and uh, you will find us coaches and a lot of other people in that room, about 13,000 of you. So uh, let's have some fun. Matt, good morning, sir. Good morning, Garrett. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. How are you doing today, Garrett? I'm good. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I pulled everything I could Long to start pause. that that, inter- that introduction. That was great. Dude, you sound like you woke up like on the right side of the bed. I slept so poorly last night and it was all like, you, there's decisions we make in life. And these were one of those decisions, Matt, that I was like, I know this is not going to go well. <laughs> and it wasn't like I went on a drinking bender or like decided to do drugs or like, you know, those are the obvious ones. Like this is going to end well. It was like, Hey, instead of like a nice normal dinner tonight, let's just order some fries, you know, with sauce all over it and maybe some fried chicken. And, uh, we're just going to share that for a meal. And every bit of my body was like, you know better, dude, that, that, that <laughs> makes you not feel good, which then kept me up all night long. So, uh, I'm pulling it together, man. We're going to be just fine. We're going to, we're going to bring all we got, but uh, yeah, thanks for asking. Well, I'm glad you shared that. Cause you know, one of the things that a lot of people don't pay attention to is the food you eat, the quality of food you eat, particularly late in the day will impact your sleep incredibly. Fried foods, foods that are high in added sugar, you know, they destroy your sleep. And a lot of times those things are combined with some other things. So people blame it on the other things. Now, if you're drinking alcohol, it's certainly going to have an effect, of course. But we underestimate in our own brains the impact that that food has. So I highly recommend people eat good quality food before going to bed. You're going to feel a lot better. I'm going to throw this on top of it. And I really haven't told anybody this. I think I said on a podcast a while back that I'm going through an experiment, but I'm like, give or take about 120 some odd days right now. Uh, I had one day on my anniversary that we had a drink with my wife because we have a traditional shot we do on our anniversary every year, but really 125 days that I've not really been drinking which uh, if anybody who knows me in my life, they're like, really, Garrett, not having a beer? Like, believe me, like 125 days is an accomplishment at the moment. But the interesting thing was, is that when you're not drinking and you have a night like that, it would have been easy for me in time past to be like, oh, it was probably the IPA I had, or, oh, it was probably like, and I still, you're putting it on the alcohol. No, it's crappy food. Like I have found food and water, just the normal food you put in and then drinking enough water through the day will give you just the same side effects of having like maybe an extra beer or more beer than you should have. And it's so easy to blame it on the beer or the alcohol when it's like, no, you just need to drink more water, dude. Like you feel like crap right now because you haven't <laughs> had enough water. You you, know, you put bad food in your system. So it is. Matt, I appreciate you sharing that about your sleep because it is amazing 
but you got to like find a baseline. Like you got to like eliminate all the other bad habits to then go like, Oh wow. It's amazing how much water affects me. Yeah. Like, isn't that cool? Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, wow, I'm going to make sure I take care of it. It's like, it's not that I'm just getting older. It's actually that I'm putting garbage in my body. <laughs> but by the oh, way, it man. didn't work when you were younger either. We just didn't care. Right. Yeah. Well, that's, that's actually a very good point. <laughs> That was a very good point. Well, um, today's topic is not about health and nutrition. <laughs> not, not at all. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Even though we ended up down that path just a little bit, which is important, though, because that actually fuels your body so that you can perform better in your business. That said, Garrett, we're talking about service today and why we do service, the level at which it's performed, and who it's for. And I think this is a great topic because I see a lot of a lot of people out there, and this is in businesses all over. This isn't exclusive to real estate sales where the service exists not to necessarily provide a good customer experience. It may provide that experience, but it exists in order to benefit the company or the owner or the salesperson more so than really than the client. The client does benefit in a lot of cases as a result of that. However, it's not designed around what would best benefit the client, which can be a problem in long-term sustainability. So, And that that's where I was going to jump in right away was I think a lot of this, Matt, comes down to are you looking at a short-term gain or a long-term win with a business? And I think anytime you're looking at a long-term win, there are things that financially maybe don't make sense in the short term. It's like, man, that was a really expensive thing we did, or that's a really expensive thing that we offer. Is it worth it? And sometimes you got to look farther down the road to be like, it provides such an amazing client experience that makes them come back and refer their friends over and over and over again. And it might be a year-long win or a two-year-long return on that. Or in real estate, I mean, how long does it take the average person to resell their house? Like, can I provide such an incredible service that you know not only are they referring some friends, but they're definitely going to come back and use me again? So often, Matt, we, and this is why this came up as a topic, is we watch people that get stuck in the short term. I did this, what was the result? I did this, what was the result? I did this, what, the, what was the result? And they're looking like in matters of like hours sometimes. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like I did floor. What was the result? Was it worth it? Will I ever do it again? No, uh, it wasn't worth it. Done. And it's like, well... Let's look at a long-term win around that. I'm not telling anybody to go do floor, but that's like one of those, like by the hour, you can make a decision on it. There's events that we can put on and we can very quickly look at, I got home that night from putting on this barbecue for all my clients and how many leads do I have to show for it? And they decide that's like the win of, was it a good event or was it not a good event? And the person looking at the long-term game they're going, I had incredible connections with my database tonight. I learned things about them. I have reasons to follow up with them. I've got all these great you know, opportunities coming up down the road that I just need to be in touch with them on because they're dealing with certain things. It's like, ah, long-term game, worried about the client more than worried about yourself. What an interesting concept. What an interesting concept. I, I can't imagine how that's going to benefit the, oh, wait, yeah, the compounding effect of making people happy. Well, <laughs> and 
apologies for the for the snarkiness there but um we both got snarky it, i think I, I started the snarky trend keep going <laughs> karen and i have been having a fun morning like asleep but i wanted to bring that in because i think there's also the element of a lot of people will perform service because they feel good about what it is like they like to do their thing Ooh, like i love giving this gift because I like it or I like the way it makes me feel. And it's like, well, how does the client feel about that? Like it's, it would be like serving a dinner of like, oh, we're, we're totally going to have this very unique fish for dinner tonight. With a side of rutabagas. Yeah. They may not like it, but I love it. So everybody's going to eat it and everybody's going to enjoy it. They're going to enjoy it. Right. Because I love it. And it's like, well, no, I not really for me. Right. Maybe that's not the best example. I could smell it before I got in the house. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> and those are the, we do this. I've seen agents do this with how they decide on how they want to perform closing gifts. What are they doing as post closing follow up conversations? How are they doing things during the under contract phase? I have a perfect example. Someday I hope you all get to meet my son Otto. Fascinating individual. Otto and I were sitting in the kitchen. This is a, this is a couple of years ago. He's fifteen right now. A couple of years ago, we were sitting in the kitchen and uh, the Grateful Dead was playing. And I said, oh, dude, I said, this is the Grateful Dead. And he goes, yeah, it's not really my music. And I said, what do you mean, dude? It's the Grateful Dead. And I sat there and I started talking about Jerry Garcia and the history of the dead and like the people that would follow him. And like there's people called deadheads and they traveled all over the world and like and they're known for this and this type of music. And here, let me play another song for you. And at the end of like, all the time, I think I literally spent probably a good five to 10 minutes like disgusted, like telling him all about like the dead and how cool they were. He looks at me with the best face ever and goes, am I supposed to like him now? <laughs> and I'm like, no, I guess not. And he goes, good. He goes, I still don't like him. And he left and he walked away and I'm like, Dude, come on, man. But I think it's like one of those things that like I could easily put on the Grateful Dead at a party and be like, everybody likes the dead. Like, this is for everybody. This is great music. And it's funny, the more I bring that up to people, Rob, to my father-in-law, he goes, the dead? Oh, God, no. I'm like, <laughs> dude, I'm like, how many of there, how many of there are you out there that don't like the dead? I love the dead. <laughs> <laughs> so That is a good example. And I think, you know, when you get into individual things, we're not saying that you need to customize everything specifically for one person. But when you're developing your systems and you're looking at how you run your business, are you running it for you or are you running it for the clients that you're going to be engaging with? And this is very, very important to think about it because when we talk about people getting commission breath, right, where they're like, oh, I just got to get this transaction because they're so tied to the transaction. And that can happen whether you need the money or you don't need the money because what's happening is, is you are doing it for yourself. You're not doing it for the other people. And in our business, this this situation exists across all businesses. But in the real estate business, this is very, very important because this is an easy way to work yourself out of a position long-term, particularly as there's more automation, there's more technology, there's you know potential rule changes looming and all of these things, if you're not in it for the client, then you're not going to be in it for very much longer at all. And even right now, Garrett, we can see it. In marketplaces, if I, if I take across the board, most of the people that I work with, a lot of marketplaces in general, and I'm talking about the entire market, transaction volume down maybe 20 to 30% in some of these places. 
a lot of agents are still doing well. They're like, yeah, I'm still having a year I had last year. And then they talk about some agents in their office. Like, man, we have so many agents that are doing nothing. And I'm like, well, how, how, how far down is the market? Well, 15, 20, maybe 30%. I was like, and you're telling me these agents haven't done a thing. So they're like down 50, 60, 70%. I was like, that's not the market. That's somebody who's not building relationships and slash or in it for themselves. Their whole service model is based on how can I serve myself by doing this business versus how can I serve others by doing this business? Well, so, okay. So let's take the example of an agent right now that Matt, you've experienced this. Just saying anybody who's listening to this, us as coaches, we experience this all the time where people come to us and they say, I need to get more listings. How can you help me get more listings? And my brain always goes down the line of like, what service could you provide that would make people want to list their property with you? So that's a longer term game of building a business that makes people all around go, if you're going to list your property, go list it with Mappinelli. Like he is the one you want to list your property with rather than the short term win, which is about you, which is I need more listings. How do I get more people to want to sell their house? And it's short term strategy is what it is. It's in this moment right now. What can I say? What can I do? What postcard could I put out? What little piece of information can I give that's going to give me the quickest win right now instead of the long-term game of results, services that you provide during that transaction that make people talk about the, what their experience was working with you, all the elements of it that in turn create a unstoppable freight train of a business rather than something that just got the right gas in it right now and it's hyperactive and running all over the place and then it dies out. And then you put the right this special gas in it again. It's like it's running around, and then it dies out. It's like, no, we want this long-term machine going. Big, big, big picture, long-term wins. And um, you all know who you are out there. And I know there's people in this market right now that have said it. I just need more, I gotta get more listings right now. And again, slow down and step back and ask yourself, how can I create a business? that attracts listings, that tells people or that, sorry, makes people want to list with me, not finds those little listings out there in the needle in the haystack. Yeah, well, and, and that is, I mean, if, if you want to serve more people, well, then there's more things that you got to do, Yep. right? Like, okay, well, I need more listings. All right, how many people are you talking to? How many notes are you writing? How many real estate reviews are you doing? A lot of those situations are, well, I'm not doing that much. I haven't done any real estate reviews. It's like, well, then how do you expect to find listings? You just want somebody to say, hey, Garrett, here's my neighbor's, here's a listing, right? You just want to be able to knock on somebody's door and know they're going to list. That's not the way this works. And that is when you start getting into the, well, I'm going to do the things that are good for me. But if you focus on what's good for others, you're going to find the listings. You're going to find the buyers. If you build this, because there's when you when we think about service for you or service for me, I should say, versus service for the client, it's not just how do you serve somebody during a transaction. It's how you serve them in between. It's how you serve them before. It's how you communicate with them. It's the relationship that you build. It's when you call somebody not saying, hey, Garrett, do you need to sell your house? Oh, you don't? Really? <laughs> really? You don't? You've never thought of selling your house at all? Do you know anybody? Do you know anybody? Really? No? Really? Well, instead of just calling and saying, hey, Garrett, man, how are you, dude? How's the family? How's Sarah? How's your son? How are the girls doing? And 
Hey, man, it's coming up on that time of year where it's time to review what's going on in the real estate market and how that impacts your home. I put together a great report for you. I think you're going to love it. Let's get together next week and take a look at it. What do you think? Very different conversations, right? (laughs) Well, Matt, the other thing that you can look at too, if you're stuck in this mindset is when you get to the end of a sale, how's your follow-up after the sale? Yeah. Are you done? Are you out? That's a short-term win. I got my listing, got it sold, got it done, moving along, got to find the new listing. Well, and that's where you get into what you were saying before. It's like, yeah, well, I used to call people, but I never got any referrals from it, so I stopped. Yeah. (laughs) Come on. Like long-term wins here. So I think, you know, looking along this is that, um, you know, a lot of times it's hard to, oh, let me go down this, this route of this also, Matt. So like, there are services that you provide that provide great value to the client long-term during your real estate transaction. I think a lot of us have great stuff that we offer, but a lot of times you only get to acknowledge that or see it or know the benefit of it when you are in the middle of a real estate transaction with you. Outside of that, people don't even know what you do. They know you're a realtor. And and by the way, if, if people know you're a realtor, the playing field is very level out there. Everybody goes, if you went to any person, general consumer, and says, what does a real estate agent do? They help me buy and sell homes. Okay, what what else? What else, What can they provide that brings more value in? They don't have an answer. I guarantee it. No one's going to sit there and say, well, my realtor does pre-home inspections that allows me to see what's wrong with my house before it goes on the market so we can eliminate a whole negotiation period and I can put myself in the best position possible to keep the most amount of money in my house. They don't know that anybody does that. And then we got the realtor that's during the transaction going, yeah, I offer that real estate review. Sorry, the uh, uh, the pre-home inspection. And uh, I don't I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. And I'm like, okay, one, did you just throw this thing on the table and be like, all right, here's something we're going to offer because other realtors do it. I guess I'm supposed to be doing this. Or do you really understand the long-term value to the client and what it all means? And yes, could it cause that person at the end of that transaction to be like, wow, that realtor was different than any other realtor I've ever worked with before because they offered this extra service? That's one. Second is, do I have a way and ability of projecting this incredible service and what I do out to my people so they go, wow, they're different than every other realtor that I know. I've never heard of anybody doing that stuff before. These are all these things that we can put in that provide long-term value service, set you apart from everybody else out there. Make people want to list with you, not so you're having to go find the one-offs, but makes people knocking on your door saying, hey, I heard you're different than every other realtor out there, which the bar has not been set terribly. I mean, it's yeah. <laughs> high. It's high. I want to be nice. The bars, the bar, we have a lot of very good real estate agents out there. I'm trying to be very nice. You don't need to step up too high to make people go, whoa, you're different. Well, and it, and it comes across in your intention and your energy, right? And it's not always going to be referrals either. If you're engaging people within your own community, as an example, you're like, oh man, Garrett's, Garrett's fantastic. And he's, he's probably an amazing realtor. Like He makes me feel good every time I hang out with him. I'm going to chat with him about real estate because I know him. And I'm thinking about selling my house, right? The more approachable you are, the more people just view you as a person who... And I'm not saying that we need to be altruistic and the you know layover and just do everything that everybody asks for us. But you want to be viewed as somebody who is a person of service, somebody who people could look to and say, hey, if I have a question, you know, I can rely on Garrett. 
to at least point me in the right direction. He may not be able to do the thing that I'm asking, but he's somebody I can talk to about it. And if you have that intention in you and you build it into your business, whether it's through actual services that you offer, if it's through the program that you use for yourself to make sure that you're following up with people and phone calls, which by the way, just because you have a system that helps you take action on these things doesn't mean that it's for you and not for them. You've just built a way in to make sure that you are performing the things that you know are for other people. And some people are like, well, you know, but I'm doing all this stuff because I'm a real estate agent. That's, you know, that doesn't seem as genuine. It's like, no, yes, it is. Cause that's, that's your job. <laughs> but it's interesting too, is like when you really get into the mindset of customer centric, all these little pieces too, if you help define them and help people understand why that is of value, why that is there for them. A lot of times it's just, it's just stuff. It's just things. And I look at people's you know marketing plans and stuff and it's just things. And it's like, you're just throwing a whole lot of mud at the wall, but like, help me understand what the value is to me. And a lot of that stuff is really valuable. It is. It's really good stuff. And I'm not saying like it's garbage. It's just, it's not conveyed in a way that makes me go, oh, that's why you do that. Like, oh, that makes total sense. Like, I love that you take the time to do that in that way. It's like generating a QR code for a bit for a sign. We talked about this one a while back. Is it just a gimmick and just a thing to be like, oh, I'm different than everybody else? Or what is the benefit to you as clients for me to take the time to make this specialized sign just for you that's going to have a website that I had to build on the backside that's not just a, you know, doesn't just direct you to the MLS. It's a specific website just for this house. What is the benefit? How does it says features and benefits? Feature benefit. It's a it's, well. If you bring up a good point, which is probably a longer conversation about if you understand the why behind the things you do. Because I think there's a lot of things we do, and this is true in every industry as well. That's like, oh, well, this is because that's the way it's always been done. Oh, we do that because that's that's what we're supposed to do, right? That's the way it's been done. That's the way I was told. That's the way I was taught. Right? <laughs> it's like okay, but. What's the benefit, right? Why do you stand on the side of the river all day long and not catch any fish? Because this is how my dad taught me how to fish. <laughs> Wait, why don't you fish over there? Because this is where my dad taught me to fish. This is this is the spot. All right. This is this is where it is. Good this luck. Is where, this is where I fish. Well, and so I think, you know, this is really a concept that doesn't have concrete answers per se for everybody. But what I want people to be thinking, Garrett, is thinking about am I doing this service for me or am I doing it for the client? And sometimes we get just caught up in doing things and it's a kind of a non-conscious, we get into a mode where we're just doing things for ourselves. And quite frankly, we should do stuff for ourselves a lot of times because we got to survive too, right? I get it. But take the moment when you're feeling that to say, wait, how can I make sure that I'm doing this for the client? Not at your detriment, this isn't like, oh, I'm going to do something for the client. You know, I'm going to skip my kids' soccer game and go show my clients houses. Oh, there'll be more soccer games. That's service, right? Like, no, that's not what we're talking about. Oh, you know what? I'm going to be late for my wedding because I got to show this house. No, nope. That's not what we're talking about here. She'll understand. There's only one of you, Matt. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Man, my first baby is on the way, but I got a showing that I got to get to. There'll be more babies. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> So my thing with this, Matt, and I think we can do whatever, go whatever path we want, is that 
I think that uh, one is, again, understand what you're doing and who it's for. And if your vision is, I am doing this for to give my clients and the people around me and my friends a better experience of being around me, whether it's be the better experience of just being in my vicinity as a friend of mine and I, and I raise them up to be the best person they can be, whether it's when they get a chance to be a part of my business, they get a chance to sit back and they're like, dude, you are different than everybody else. This is on a different level. And a lot of it is, do they walk away going, this makes me better. This helps me have better results in my life. And if you are providing that, you can't shut off the people that want to hang out with you, the business that you are going to be able to build, like it all just starts to grow at an exponential rate around it. If it's always about me, and think about it in your personal relationships, if it's always about you, 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 I'm going to have people like me because I bought a certain car and they're going to like me because I bought a certain car. If I'm going to have people do this because I'm going to show up and tell them all about my travels around the world. And I'm just going to tell them all the time about how awesome I am and how great I am. There's a certain point people walk away. And I think in our businesses, it's short term like that too. We're just like going, me, 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 look at me, look what I'm doing. Look what's here. Look at this, look at that. And it's like, let's just tone it back for a second. Look at all the great attributes that you have and what you bring and how does it make them better? And you got to ask more questions. You got to learn more about where they're at, help them get to where they want to go. And a lot of your services, if you can't explain what the benefit is to the client about what you're doing, just take a step back and see if you can figure it out. Because a lot of them have great value to the client. But if you can't understand what the value is, a lot of people, I'm just going to use real estate reviews for an example. If you can't understand what the value is to the client, but all you can understand is that this is a tool that will help me get more listings, help me get more buyers, and that's why I do them, take a step back and you will quickly understand why you're having a hard time doing real estate reviews and why they're maybe not producing your results. One's all about you. The other one's all about them. Focus on them. Simple as that, right? Focus on them. That's all I got. This is why focus on your warm list and focus on your hot list are two of the Ninja Nine. Two out of the nine are focusing on lists of people because we want to make sure that we're performing a service for the client, not just for ourselves. So something for you guys to think about. I appreciate you guys listening in. Garrett, any other thoughts? I mean, you said that's all you got. So I'm assuming that's all you got. I'm going to go take a nap. Okay. Yeah. Naps are good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, thanks so much for joining us on another episode of the Ninja Selling Podcast. And thank you for also sharing this out as our listenership continues to grow and the members of our Facebook group continue to grow as well, which you can find if you're not there. Just search for the Ninja Selling Podcast on Facebook. You will find it. And if you want to learn more about coaching, mastery, which is an incredible class that you can be a part of after you complete an installation, if you want to learn about installations, head over to ninjaselling.com and you can learn all about that there. Well, that said, Garrett, I say let's rock and roll. Thanks, everybody. We'll catch you on the next one. Thanks, everyone. We'll be back. Yes, we will. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like more, visit us at the ninjasellingpodcast.com. There you will also find links for more information about ninja selling and coaching. Have an incredible day.